Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Colin Ebel podcast with Chunk and Noah. I'm Noah. Uh, the quiet guy is Chunk. Um, basically, we're just going to talk wrestling. We're going to talk some good old professional wrestling. It's something that we both love, and I'm not going to beat around the bush too much on it. We're going to jump straight into it. Right now, one of the hottest topics in the wrestling right now would be what? Roman Reigns suspension. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think? How do you feel about it? Honestly, I can't say I'm surprised. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's something you see coming. I mean, this is a professional wrestling world. You know, there's so much demand that goes into, you know, how much physical action these guys have to get on on a daily basis. And I don't know if you ever, like, dug around on the YouTube scene and watched any shoot interviews, but there was one from the Honky Tonk Man. Okay. Where they asked him, you know, how he, how did how did he feel about you know this whole giving steroid tests to the indie guys? Okay. And he got real passionate about it because he says you can line up 300 indie guys, give them all drug tests, and they're all gonna cl- and either all of them or a large majority of them are gonna come out clean. But if you okay. line up at least 20 of these professional guys, they're gonna come up, you know, they're not gonna pass the test. And you think Simple. that has to do with the um, the demanding schedule of the of yeah, the, uh, yeah. being in the big it, leagues? Yeah, of course, of course. Especially so, so a guy like Roman Reigns. A guy like Roman Reigns, he got pushed to the top. You know, he's the guy. Yeah, he's not a know? good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's the guy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this guy has to be there every single show, every single day, and he has to just go out there. So, you know, his, his body takes a toll, and he has to, you know, suit that out. And, of course, he's going to take some, some drugs yeah, and some of them are going to be on that list. And yeah, that's exactly and I, that's exactly what happened. And it's, I, it's such a long list too. Like I, I wish we could know exactly what it was that he got suspended for, but we don't. Um, I've seen like a lot of people talk about like I've seen people kind of try to like defend it a little bit about like how long the list is and blah blah blah. But I've seen some of those same people like with other recent uh, wellness policy suspensions. Who were like, oh, well, they know what they can and can't put in their body, blah, 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 they messed up. And then now that it's on reins, I see people I see people are like, oh, well, it's such a long list. We don't know if he was doing anything wrong or not, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, shouldn't the same the same thing apply, applies to reins, right? That he, he knows the list, he knows what he should and shouldn't um, put into his body if he wants to pass the uh, WWE test. And so with that being said... With them, them knowing the list and them knowing what they can and can't put in their body, do you think Reigns deserves to stay in the main event picture after this? Oh, of course, of course. I mean, I don't see why he should, you know, be taken out. I mean, look at look at Seth Rollins. Uh, if everybody remembers the mess that Seth got himself a while back, you know, yeah. with uh, yeah, I can't even remember her name, uh, I, I or at least pronounce it. I, I but anyways, don't remember any names either. You know, especially with you, right? Yeah, that's something that's something that that really should take someone. That's like, ah, what am I looking for here? That's something that should cause some backstage heat and cause him to fall away from the main event picture. But it didn't. Why? Because he's such a great asset to the company. Mm -hmm. Because Seth Rollins is an amazing talent. It's the same thing with Reigns. Reigns is just too much of an asset to the company. Whether now I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me because they're saying like, "Oh, Reigns sucks. Reigns can't wrestle." You know what? Shut up. Reigns, no, Reigns is a great can, he can definitely wrestle. Yeah. There's no Reigns, question about that in my opinion. Yeah, Reigns put on great shows. You know, people want to dispute it all they want, but 
the fact of the matter is he's great. And the company knows that, which is exactly why he was in the main event for so long. Mm-hmm. So they're not they're not going to drop him from the main event. Maybe when he comes back, just might give him that whole little mid-card hell yeah. for a bit. But he's going to be right back up there. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not going to miss this opportunity with the whole uh, X members of the Shield, you know, together. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they have too good of a storyline in front of them. Exactly, and honestly, I think this whole suspension thing was all about timing. Yeah, I, I, I think he, I think he already failed it, but they just wanted to hold off on the suspension until Money in the Bank, so that they could have someone like Ambrose come in, take the belt away, and still hold that feud. For, for yeah. a while, while Roman Reigns gets back on his feet. Yeah, I understand that because um, apparently there was apparently there's words going around on the internet. Like I, I don't know what's true and what's not when things are circulating on the internet. Um, but apparently they did already know that he was that he failed it and that he was going to be suspended and that they went ahead and did the money in the bank thing just to, you know to do it. And um, his suspension is only thirty days his first strike, so he'll be back for, uh, what is it, Battleground, that they're doing the, they're having the match, Battleground? Yeah, which had an interesting little advertisement in Money in the Bank, I don't know if you saw it. Oh, with the flags and everything? Yeah, I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought that was really cool, too. <laughs> and, um, my thing is, after being gone for, like, this long, he's gonna, cause he had 30 days for strike, it's only a month, but that's still, you know, that's still like, what, three or four weeks off of TV. So, does he just, like, show up after being gone for 30 days and gets, like, and still gets the triple threat, or what? Rollins came back after I don't know how many months and got the title shot at. Yeah, but he was out for injury. He wasn't, and, and like, and it made sense, in a way, I guess, since... He never actually lost his title. Reigns lost his title, fair and square, and then he gets suspended for a wellness policy violation. And he just comes... Like, I understand, like, I think we both agree that he does does deserve to stay in the main event picture. I just don't know how I feel about him getting right into the title match. If if anything, if anything, they could probably pull the whole rematch clause thing out of their asses and just use that. To push him back out there, but yeah. I mean, is there really much explanation needed here? I mean, it's a shield no, I don't, triple yeah. threat. I mean, like I'll I'll take the match whether they, whether they do it at Battleground or at some other point. I'll take the shield triple threat like anywhere they give it to me. Honestly, uh, I, I think I think that's exa- I, I think that's exactly why they suspended him now of all places because they wanted they wanted Dean and Rollins to sort of warm up the feud a little more and yeah. hold it up for Reigns. So that way, that gives a chance for Reigns to come back. Yeah. And maybe during that time while he's suspended, maybe they can work a little bit backstage and see what exactly are we going to do with this guy. I mean, do we want to keep him heat in your face, or do you want him to come back, turn heel on Ambrose, and not really necessarily heel, but kind of turn more of a whole lone wolf gimmick? Yeah. Because I don't see... Because it's because I am 99.999% certain that when Reigns comes back, it's not going to be, like, one of those glorious, triumphant returns where you're, no, like, no. you're, like, greeted by, like, a sea of adoring fans. It, it's it's going to be one of those Tatanka returns. He's just there, but nobody really knows, notices See, it. With Tatanka, <laughs> with Tatanka returning, people didn't care. It was like, oh, okay, cool. When Reigns returns, people are going to care 
just not in a positive manner. I carried and, the box until returning. I marked out. I I didn't. I didn't know he was in the match until afterwards. But <laughs> um, I think that with Reigns, like I I I don't dislike Reigns. I like Reigns. I have nothing against Reigns. But there are a lot of people who dislike him, and that's not something I'm going to turn my nose to and act like he's like the most over babyface in the world or anything right now. Um, it's like Cena, you know, people yeah. diss on Cena all the time, but he's still the top babyface. Yeah. The and main thing is people are just people really boo him in the at the you know big shows because they just yeah. want to feel special, like they do with the yeah. whole Cena thing. But I guarantee, if you go to a live show, I'm pretty sure he gets more cheers than boos. I'm sure he'll get his occasional boos here and there, but they're mo- they're mainly cheers. Like Cena, Cena gets cheered all the time at live events. I've, I've been to one. He wasn't booed. It was just the whole camera thing, I guess. Now, um, let me see. Is there anything else I want to say about Reigns? I don't know. Personally, I feel like him, like just thirty days away and coming back, I feel like it'll be great for him to not. First off, the whole bromance with Dean needs to end, in my opinion. Oh, without no, without a doubt. It's time. Like, if anything, know. they can probably use that romance to their favor, but it looks like it'll be Dean turning on Reigns, which I don't know if that makes Dean more babyface or makes it a heel move. Now, the reason I say that is, look at the past rivalries that Reigns and Ambrose have had, you know. Mm-hmm. A big chunk of them, Ambrose always comes to Reigns' rescue, but yeah. nowhere's Reigns when Ambrose needs him. Yeah, like, where, and, where, where was Reigns when Lesnar was, like, <laughs> tossing Dean like, all over the arena? Yeah, where, where was Reigns in that legendary street fight they had in that one day? Yeah, it would have been completely legal for Reigns to interfere, and where was he? But, um, when, they, when they use the most hardcore item in all of wrestling, steel chair. Um, yeah, but he, here's my here's my final thoughts on Reigns. Reigns suspension, I think, is going to help him more than hurt him. Uh, it gives him time to refresh himself and come back with a solid rivalry going in there. Okay. Um, it will be a triple threat at SummerSlam. I don't see him winning the title back anytime soon. Oh, I hope not. And yeah. that's not that's not even that's not even me that's not me picking on Reigns. Like I said, I have nothing against Reigns. I just don't want to see him get the title back this quickly. Yeah, I don't expect him to be any I don't expect him to have the title until any time after this WrestleMania. Yeah. That's just it'll it'll stick on Ambrose for maybe a a month or two, but it'll go back to Rollins. I think Rollins takes the title at SummerSlam and carries it all the way to Mania. I that's think that's my I, I would like to see that. I think that between the um between the three former Shield members, I think Rollins is the most deserving of the championship. Because yeah, I mean, granted, Rollins maybe didn't have like the greatest matches during his title run, but it was a fun title run to watch. Yeah, and maybe he maybe he won't keep it till WrestleMania, but he'll keep it for a while. But I do see him winning it at SummerSlam, and I do see Dean and. Reigns breaking off after that and having their own little feud going on. Yeah, and, like, personally, for right now, I'm just happy to see the belt on Dean. Like, Dean might not have, like, the most memorable matches and the most memorable moments, but for a long time, he has been one of the most over-faces with the crowd. Like, Dean always gets a good reaction. 
and I think it was really just a long time coming for him. Now, um, speaking of Rain, speaking of Ambrose and his whole thing with Lesnar or whatever, um, I guess from here we'll, we can talk about uh, some other talents in the WWE that we feel are overrated or underrated. Um, I guess we'll start with underrated talents. Is there anyone in specific that comes to mind when you think of underrated talents? Underrated talents. Ooh, this is a, a tough one because a lot of the underrated talents do get the spotlight they deserve. You know, a huge one being uh, Ty Dillinger. Ty Dillinger? Yeah. Oh, Ty Dillinger. You know, um, I think it's a shame that he's, uh, he's the uh, resident jobber down in NXT. But... He's the resident jobber, but I mean... The way he's so over with the crowd, and yeah. it was weird because it just happened over, like it looked like it happened overnight. Yeah. Because I remember, like the week before he came out as the perfect ten, he was just, "Hey, it's Ty Dillinger. This yeah. is a squash match." And now then, it's, hey, the dude it's shows Dillinger. up at like Takeover Brooklyn, I think it was, or something, and it was just the most over thing ever. Yeah. Like, the dude was on <laughs> fire. I was like, "What did I miss?" You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When did he get a gimmick? That's that's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, now, I think I want to call him underrated, but at the same time, I want to call him overshadowed. It's okay. Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan. Yeah. Jason Jordan think, is the when man. You think of, yeah. When you think of Jordan and Gable, I mean, everyone's really just loving Gable. Yeah. Like when when I first saw American Alpha before they had like their name and everything, there was Jordan and Gable. I thought. Gable, I mean, I thought Gable was, like, one of the best things I'd seen in a long time, just from from their first, like, their first few showings, because their first few showings was really just highlighting Gable, and I think that in their more recent work, in their more recent matches, it's become more of an even tag team, like, they're, you know, it's not all about Gable, it's not all about Jordan, they're an actual tag team, um... And I think Jordan is the man. The dude has, like, loads of intensity. Like, this dude oozes intensity. Yeah, man. No, and that's exactly why I think he... But, you know, even then, like, I think he's... I still think he's overshadowed by, you know, Gable. Gable... Yeah. Saved that tag team, you know? It's it's safe to say, like, he saved Jason Jordan's career. Oh, yeah, because after the break... He was with Ty Willinger. And after, after they, uh... After, After that weird up. turn, yeah, Jordan went heel. <laughs> when Jordan went heel for like no reason, what was it? I, I thought it was Ty that yeah, it was, it was like, Jordan who went heel. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> turned was, on Ty. See, I was just that was a weird. I don't even know what they were trying to do with that, but <laughs> it it happened. But yeah, no, no. I think I think he's more overshadowed than underrated. Yeah, I think people should really look into. I think more. anyone who takes the time to actually observe Jordan in the ring understands how good he is. It's just a matter of looking past Gable to see it. Exactly. Let's see. Underrated talent. Um, I don't know if I should consider these guys underrated since they are champions, but... I still don't think people give him the credit they deserve as heels. This re- the revival. The revival. Um, the revival is amazing. They are the perfect tag team. Honestly, it took me a long time to get into them. I don't know if I'd call them perfect, but it did take me a long time to like come around. 
<clears throat> and really find uh, what they're doing and appreciate like appreciate their work. Mm-hmm. It took me a while, so I can definitely see why you would call them underrated. I see a, I see like people who do like the revival. They absolutely love them. I I I give them that. Like the people who are fans of the revival, they are huge fans. It took me a long time. I wouldn't consider myself a like a huge fan. Like I'm not gonna call them the perfect tag team, at least not <coughs> at the moment. The thing <coughs> is this. Huh? A thing you don't a thing you don't see very often is a tag team that can carry a tag team match well. Yeah. And these guys exceed in doing that down in NXT okay. where it's just talent coming up. Yeah. Like these guys are tag team veterans. I'm sure they can go toe to toe with any of the main roster tag teams right now and put on one hell of a match. Can I turn on something the, weird that happened down in NXT uh, actually, since we're talking about that? Yeah. Didn't going into the most recent takeover where the revivals won the titles back, they lost to a new team. Right? I'm not I'm not imagining that, right? Going into this most recent takeover where the revival won the titles back from American Alpha. Which I still quite confusing, but maybe there's more to that story than So and then I, I'm just wondering, are these guys that beat them before that takeover, are those guys going to be like, oh, well, we beat you. We should get a title match. It looks like that's how the tag teams are coming up in NXT. I mean... Just out of nowhere? <laughs> that's what hap- That's what happened with Blake and Murphy, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. They, um, I mean, they just they, came they beat, out of nowhere and beat the Dragons, yeah? Yeah, they beat someone. They, they won one tag match. They beat, what, the Ascension? Was it the Ascension that they beat? No, I think they beat the Lucha Dragons. They won the titles from the Lucha Dragons. Yeah, no, but I think they they uh they challenged them and they they uh was the first time it was like I don't even remember it was so long ago, but yeah, they just came out of nowhere and won the tag titles. Yeah. By challenging them because they thought they were better. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened with their revival as well. I mean, everyone knew them as the mechanics, but then they kind of I just didn't went know away them as the mechanics. Yeah. I had no clue who they were. That I have, that's, I have no memory of seeing them before. That that's a that's that's a dark past. Those are the yeah. That's, that's just a, let's just don't don't remember them as that. Remember them as the revival. Well, I, I don't oh, remember them as yeah. mechanics. I have I have literally no memory of ever seeing them. Man. Let's just be glad of that. <laughs> Anyways, they come out, they beat the the, the bodybuilders, they move on, and then, you know, here they are. It's just yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. There was no build-up to them or anything like that, and now they have the titles. And I don't know. I, I feel like that's how the tag teams are going to be brought up now, which yeah. I don't mind. I just I, I don't think they should make a habit of that. I don't either. I don't. I don't... Well, yeah, because I mean, when booking gets that repetitive and predictable, it's not, you know. That, well, I, I don't I mean, know if predictable I, I, I would be the right word since these things happen out of nowhere, like you said with the tag division in NXT. But the repetition of but it. But I'll give it to NXT. They did catch me by surprise when the revival won the tag team titles back. Yeah, I didn't American expect Alpha. that. I didn't expect that. Yeah, because they've become so predictable with their the title matches. Is like okay. Yeah. These guys are not going to drop it on their first defense, but they did. And I was like, whoa. 
can't know. Like, all the Balor matches just were so predictable. Yeah. They're like, he's not going to lose. He's not going to lose. He's not going to lose. And then the way they did it by having Joe pick it up at a live, at a live show was just well caught yeah, me Yeah, that's hard. crazy. It was it was it was good, yeah. Because it, it added more of an element of surprise and kind of made you be a little more aware about what's going on in the background of you know NXT. Yeah, and then um, um, so do you see do you see Gable and Jordan moving up to the main roster soon? Definitely. Uh, if anything, I think that's probably why they dropped because I think these guys they're getting ready to move these guys up. Yeah, there, you know. These guys are great talents. They were great with their revival, and if if it wasn't the revival, it'd be American Alpha. And if it's not American Alpha, it's definitely the revival going up. Yeah. But it's one of these two teams are going up, and I think they're gonna go with American Alpha. They probably want another face tag team up in the main roster right yeah. now. Because right now it's just pretty much New Day. It's and the funny thing is, I don't even think New Day is a face. I think they're heels. They're just loved by the fans that they just cheer them. Well. I think at this point, they openly embrace themselves as faces at this point, I think. For a long time, they were heels who never got booed. They got booed as faces, turned heel, got cheered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the evolution of the New Day is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. like I remember when, when they first made their appearance, everybody just hated them because they thought it was just it was a slap in the face to... to to, you know, African-American culture, because it was racist because of the whole church gospel stuff, thing. Yeah. But look at the magic that it's become today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I, I, I think the, fan, the fans should be a little more open as to see what yeah. they're going to do with this, you know. Don't don't dive in with what they give you. Yeah. I mean, just let the superstars evolve. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, if, um, you don't, if you don't let them evolve, you're going to end up, we could have just had a to her Helmsley for the rest of his career. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know? I don't. Then I don't think we would be still be watching Hunter Hearst Hemsley all these years later. All right. But um. So so that's underrated talents. What about overrated? Oh, overrated. Hmm. This is a little tough one because I mean they're all great talents, but. Overrated. I I guess if I have to say overrated, I'd have to go with. Now, guys, don't hate me on this. Again, this is just my opinion. You know, I'm sure you guys have a different opinion, but Enzo More. Now, see, Enzo on the mic. I love him. I love hearing him talk. Yeah, but... I'll give you that. On the mic, he's a fun guy to listen to. Yeah. In the ring, it's a different story. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, and it's like, he, I mean, he does his job in the ring. You know, he's the little guy, gets beat up, makes the hot tag to Cass. Cass comes in, does what he does his job as the big man off the hot tag. But Enzo, it's painful Enzo dies to every watch. match. It is painful Enzo, to watch him in the ring for me. Enzo dies every match. That is how every Enzo and Cass match goes. It's painful. Cass it's really is painful work, to watch. working the other team. Enzo gets tagged in. Enzo dies in the ring somehow. Um, except for that one match where he had that freak accident. Yeah, where he, where, he, where he literally almost died. Yeah, where he literally almost died. And that's just how yeah, he forgot to, uh, I don't know. I just, he forgot to pay his $2,000 electric bill. Yeah, he's he's just he's not fun to watch in the ring. Yeah, uh, it's... um. It's ring work, but he is fun to listen to when he's on the mic. Yeah. If anything, 
I think he should just be Cassis' manager. That's what I've that's what I've been thinking for a long time. For when I first started seeing them in NXT, I was like, "Yo, this guy is good on the mic." And then I would watch him wrestle, and I was like, "This is atrocious." And he's gotten better, but I still wouldn't call him good in the ring. Yeah, if anything, he should do something like Bray. For example, Bray. Yeah, he's a singles competitor, but. You don't really see him wrestle in the ring too much. Yeah. You usually just see him talk on the mic. His cronies will come out there. Maybe they'll have a tag match or two. And then on occasion, he'll come out and have a feud with somebody where he himself will be in the ring. That's something. It should be something like that. It should be just Cass out there, you know, roughing people up, you know, with, you know, Enzo hyping him up. And then every once in a while, maybe they'll have a tag match or two. Yeah. As a. as a solidified tag team in the tag team division, no, no, they shouldn't. Yeah, because like I, I don't, I would, I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah, and it's like I can definitely see, like I can definitely see Cass being like a mid card champion and being able to hang in the ring with people competing in the mid card, but I cannot see Enzo and Cass being tag team champions and putting on great matches. With other tag teams. Yeah. I can't see them putting on a, a four or five star match with the club or a four or five star match with the Usos or a four or five star match with even the Vaude villains. They tried it and Enzo died. Or $2,000 electric bill came around. <laughs> <laughs> came around and oh. slapped Enzo right on the back of the head. And, like, and it's not me, like, that's not me dissing Enzo. I like Enzo. I find him very entertaining to watch. But when he gets in the ring, I lose complete. I lose interest. And I know a lot of people are going to hear that, or however, if if we have a lot of people who actually listen to this, I know that the a majority of the people who listen to this are going to be like, "Well, wow, man, this guy is dissing Enzo." But you cannot deny that Enzo in the ring is not the you know not the prettiest thing in the world. And even the even the guys that uh, I don't know if you ever look at Bleacher Report or not, but every week they always release sort of like the grades of every star that was in NXT. Mm-hmm. And you know, every time Enzo came up, you know, the scouting report would say, you know, he's the most charismatic guy. He's great in the mic. His in-ring work is not that great. Yeah, and it, it's not. It's really not. Yeah. And. Like, um, <clears throat> Anyone else yeah. come to mind? Overrated? Overrated? Yeah. <laughs> I know we have a, a viewer back home who's not going to like me for this, Dolph but Ziggler. it has to be said. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Oh my god, yes. Overrated. There was a point in, there was a point in time where I did like Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I thought he was fun to watch. I thought he was great, but to me, at this point, I'm just screaming, stop I he, I'm ready to see Dolph go. Honestly, <laughs> I I really am, and I don't know if there, I I know other I've talked to other people like one on one and they've agreed with me on this, but ever since the Stone Cold podcast with Shawn Michaels that they did on the WWE Network and Shawn Michaels were talking about like the current stars and he was saying that he feels Dolph Ziggler is trying too hard to be Shawn Michaels, and I swear to God. That ever since Shawn Michaels said Dolph Ziggler was trying too hard to be Shawn Michaels, Dolph Ziggler has started trying even harder. 
to be Shawn Michaels. Like, <laughs> he was like, oh, you think I'm trying too hard? Well, let me show you I can try even harder. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. Like, the super kicks, the tuning, he tunes up the band. And did you see the tights that he wore at Money in the Bank? They look like something Shawn Michaels would have worn in, like, the early to mid-90s. And it disgusts me. Because, Ziggler, not only are you not Shawn Michaels, but you have no chance of ever being Shawn Michaels. And you have no chance of... Um, you will never be not even, like, two or three notches below Shawn Michaels. You will forever be, like, five notches below where Shawn Michaels was in his prime. Sounds Shawn- to me like... I don't necessarily think you think Dolph Ziggler's overrated. I think you just hate Dolph Ziggler. I don't. I don't hate Dolph Ziggler. But no, you know what? Yeah, I hate Dolph Ziggler because Shawn Michaels is my all-time favorite wrestler, and this dude just—I just—I am like—you don't know how angry I'm getting right now. I never realized how much I actually dislike Dolph Ziggler. Then right now that I'm speaking out about it, this dude just angers me when I see him tune up. When I see him tune up the band, I legitimately want to shoot my television. You have no idea how much it annoys me when I see him do that. Every time he throws a super kick, I want to cut my own throat. It's just, it's ridiculous to me. Like, I have no problem with people doing super kicks, but the fact that Dolph Ziggler is doing it the way he does it, like, he did a super kick at Money in the Bank on Corbin. He did a super kick, and he did the whole Shawn Michaels thing where he would, like, do the super kick and then, like, fall backwards onto them, like, into the cover. And when he when he did that, I swear to God, my left eye imploded. <laughs> oh, man. Sounds like you don't have a, a, a fun time watching Dolph. I used to really, really like Dolph. Like, when, when Dolph Ziggler cashed in his money in the bank on Del Rio, I was marking out. Like, I was... I think that was that. probably the highest point of his career. It definitely was, and it sucks that he got injured after that, and for some reason, when he got that concussion, he recovered thinking he was Shawn Michaels. <laughs> well, I think this whole show-off gimmick got to his head, because... Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look if you look at the match with Corbin, Corbin is a big guy. Yeah. Cor- Actually, you know what? Add Corbin to my underrated list. Oh, for sure. For sure. Corbin, definitely underrated, not appreciated enough. Without a doubt. Probably probably has the potential to be one of the best heels in the business, especially mm-hmm. uh, I, I, love, I loved him when he was feuding with Samoa Joe. He was bringing up all of his accomplishments mm-hmm. outside of wrestling. Yeah. And he's like, you know, what have you done? You know? Yeah. I love that. It's cocky. It's totally fits his persona. Now... With that said, he is a big guy, and as everyone knows, big guys don't move too well. Right. Now, if you're in a match, or you're trying to put over the big guy... Why do you fly around the ring like a butterfly on acid? You have to pace yourself, which is one of the things he doesn't do. He overpaces himself. Yeah. He moves way too fast. He darn near killed himself. size of... I mean, if, if you look at the match he had with Austin Aries at NXT, talking about Corbin. Here. Granted, it wasn't it wasn't the best. Yeah, granted, it wasn't the best match in the world, but you know, it wasn't ridiculously paced. Yeah. You know, like, we know Austin, we know we know Aries can like fly around the ring. We know this dude can move yeah. at like 
insane speeds, but he didn't because he was in a ring with a big dude, and they have to match pace. Like, exactly. you can't just you can't just and, be stuck in one gear. Yeah, and uh, speaking of that match, I never realized how big Corbin was until until he got in the ring with Aries. Austin Aries looked like a midget next to Corbin. Corbin's huge, dude. Yeah. So big. Uh, there's a particular spot in the Corbin Ziggler match okay. that really just personified Ziggler's career after the cash in. Okay. It was brought up by a lot of reviewers. Okay. And it was a spot where he was trying to like jump off the steps. Okay. And he yeah, slipped. when he almost killed himself, and Corbin saved his life. Corbin, Corbin <laughs> saved the match. And. Well, many will not agree with me on this one, but Corbin, not only did he save the match... He carried it. Corbin carried the match. Yeah, 100%. Because he tried his hardest to adjust himself to Dolph Ziggler's pace, and I think he did a good job. It wasn't the greatest match in the world, but it was okay. Yeah. Hmm. And that's what we were kind of looking for here. You know, at the end of the day, the job got done... You know, I still think, you know, Corbin has one of the best potentials out there and, you know, so forth and so mm-hmm. forth. But I don't know. I think Ziggler, I think he's at a point of his career where I don't know if he even cares anymore or maybe he cares too much. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I know I have no ground to offer advice to a professional wrestler, seeing as <laughs> I'm not a wrestler myself. But, hey, man, maybe slow it down a bit. Yeah. I think um pace, pace, I think one of the, the best things I think one of the best things that uh, Ziggler could do at this moment is take the Zack Ryder route and go to NXT and just like no 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 no, wait, no 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 I'm not done I'm not done I'm not done Ryder in NXT I think it works I think Ryder can be in NXT and actually and win matches and be a legitimate contender, maybe not ever, you know, maybe not win the big one, especially with Mojo Raleigh, because that dude is so annoying. But I, <laughs> I love Ryder. I hate Mojo. What? Eh. You just need to learn how to stay hyped, man. You just need to learn how to stay hyped. I don't, I don't get hyped to begin with, and <laughs> I think Ziggler. I honestly think that Ziggler should be at what it should be. Is I believe Ziggler is at what should be considered the tail end of his time with WWE. And I think one of the best things someone like Ziggler can do is go down to NXT and give a few rubs to some of the stars down there. Maybe. I, I think that Ziggler should go out now, in the ring on his back, but in NXT. That might, my beef with uh, with Ziggler, the reason I say he's overrated, I, I take nothing away from this guy's talent. This guy has talent. Don't get me wrong. He can wrestle. Yeah, for sure. Only he's a great thing seller. is, only thing is, he's not pacing the match like he should. If yeah. you look at people like John Cena, if you look at people like Rollins, like Triple H, you know, the reason these guys are so consistent and stay up there a lot is because they know how to command in the ring. I mean, any match of Cena's is great. I don't care how much you hate the guy. I don't care how much you say he kisses McMahon's ass. 
the guy has talent. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Which is why, as of right now, I'm putting down my prediction that at this WrestleMania, next year's WrestleMania, one of the matches in that card will be John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And, and I'm going to hold you to that. This this is going to, this for sure is going up on the internet. <laughs> this is, no matter how badly we, we may mess this up at some point, this is going on the internet. And that prediction is going to be public. You can quote me on this. I, I want to see this match happen. It does have potential to happen, seeing as Nakamura is already with WWE, and he's working in NXT, and he's yeah. holding amazing matches. You know, I'll see Nakamura on the main roster, maybe around Summer uh, Survivor Series time, maybe a little less than that. Okay. He'll definitely be there by the Rumble, without a doubt. Um, I do see him having a match at Mania. I do want it to be with John Cena. That will be that is that is my dream match. I don't care if AJ versus Balor happens. I don't care about you know Triple H and Rollins. I I, I want to see that I match because I don't know if I even want to see Triple H versus Rollins anymore. And there was a there was a point hey. where I was like, oh, this would be such a good story and blah blah blah. But I don't know if I actually want to. Like I'm pretty sure the story would be good, but I don't know if I want to see the actual match. I think WWE wanted to see it themselves, which is why they were building up to it. I don't know yeah. if you paid attention to some of the promos where Triple H yeah, was going yeah. to Rollins. Yeah, the like, seeds were there. The how seeds much, were definitely there. Yeah. But I think with Rollins' injury, killed any chance of seeing Triple H back in the ring with him. Because I really don't see Triple H trying to get back in. I think he's trying to stay away from the ring as much as possible. Yeah. I think he'll only go in there if need be. Yeah. And, um, and exactly a with Rollins isn't really necessary. Exactly, because Rollins is already up there. He doesn't need help from Triple H anymore. Yeah. He can carry his feuds now. Yeah, like, he just gave Reigns his first clean loss in singles competition. Like, Rollins is one of the best professional wrestlers in the world, without a doubt. But, but we're getting sidetracked here. This conversation yeah. was about Ziggler and whatnot. Yeah, and, yeah. But, not, but since you mentioned Ziggler... Since you brought him back up, and I was talking about Rollins, I just want to say how much I love the fact that Rollins doesn't try to be Shawn Michaels and make it continue. Well, here's the thing. I think Jericho said it the best when he was feuding with Shawn Michaels. He said people thought that he was going to be the next Shawn Michaels. He's like, but I'm not going to focus on being the next Shawn Michaels. Instead, I'm going to focus on being the, first the world's first Jericho. I think that's what everybody should do. I think everyone should focus on being their first, their version of who they are. Yeah, I remember um, back when um, CM Punk was WWE champion, um, he had a match with Ambrose down in developmental. Wait, if it was may yeah. I add an alumni into the overrated section? Go for it. CM Punk. I liked Punk. I, sure, I, um, sure, his Mike skills are you know kids of things of kids' dreams or whatever. But I don't know. I was in the too big of a fan of him as a I wrestler. Was, I, I was a huge fan. I'm not. I, I, don't, I don't sit on the internet and be like, "Oh, well, we need Punk back because blah blah blah." Oh, I, I don't think that at all. Honestly, anyone could disappear from the main roster. Like any one star could disappear from the main roster, and I'm not going to sit here and be like, "Oh, we need them." Like John Cena could, you know, God forbid, roll over and die tomorrow, 
and I'm not going to be like, wow, the company needs Cena. Maybe, I don't know. But the thing with him is, I just, I didn't like the direction his gimmick took. Because I remember when he first joined, he was all about being straight edge. He yeah. brought the whole straight edge of lifestyle into wrestling, and that was great. I liked it. It was fresh. It was, it was something new. And then he had the, then he like, I don't know, his gimmick took a whole ego turn for the worst and started talking about being the best in the world. And it's just, it's a, it's a recurring gimmick. Yeah. At least one time in their career, some heel claims they're the best in the world. And it's, it's dumb because it, it's, it, it all ends the same way. And I think he should have just stuck with his straight edge gimmick all his career. I'm I sure people will be like, oh, well, he did. He was always straight edge. He never claimed he wasn't. I'm like, my favorite punk was Straight Edge Society Punk. When he was the heel, but he was he was a Straight Edge heel. Not the Straight Edge face that he was when he first came in, but the Straight Edge heel when he was just like, when he had his feud with Jeff Hardy, because one, Jeff Hardy, you know, and two, he, he it just worked so well. He was like, yeah, Straight Edge means I'm better than you. Like, because people hate those <laughs> things. It's so easy to hate that, because... I, as a punk fan, I was younger at this time, so, you know, the whole heel and face thing worked on me because I was younger. So the moment someone started doing something bad, I was like, boo, you suck. So the moment CM Punk was like, I'm straight edge and I'm better than you. Like, I was, like, really young, so, I mean, I was straight edge, too, by, like, default, because I hadn't been exposed to anything to, you know, to cause otherwise, but it made me hate but here's But here's the thing. He was still straight edge. Yeah. And that was, that's like, that's yeah. the whole big thing about it. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, he, that's what he, I was he dropped, he dropped the whole straight edge character and started going with whatever the hell he wanted to do after that, which really didn't, yeah. I didn't like it. I mean, granted, it gave him one of his best promos that he's ever cut with the whole pipe bomb thing. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think he still should have stuck with the whole straight edge gimmick all throughout his career. I mean, it even got to the point where he had to make, like, the ultimate heel move by the whole Paul Bearer thing, which I know it's supposed to be a work, but I still think it wasn't necessary. But I, I guess, mean, you know, you have to make a heel move. When I watched it, I was like, wow. That, like, you're like, wow, what a heel, right? Yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> you're a heel. Like, I hit you. Like, I was like, whoa. Like, I heel had no the- words for that when it happened. I was like, wow. The heel move of the decade right there, right until Paige did hers. Your little baby brother. Oh, man. That was... They, so- they- they know how to hit us where it hurts. <laughs> so many people were so angry about that, about it being in poor taste, but it worked. It, it worked. worked. I, I'll, I'll admit, I was one of those people that was like, that was in terrible taste, but I do agree it did work. It didn't yeah. make her a when big she heel. Said it, my, I, I just think it, I, I just, I just think it sucks that to get. You know, a good heel reaction out of the people you have, you have to, to do go something with. like that. Yeah, like yeah, it's such as that's what it takes now. Like, yeah, because it's like now, like look at like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, people can I, like I know so many people think he's a bad heel. I don't think he's a bad heel. He does things that heels should do, 
But like, Kevin Owens is a great heel. I love Kevin Owens. It's just that like the fans just won't boo him. The fans just won't boo him because they they the fans just for some reason really like him. And it's this whole it's this whole indie thing. Like yeah yeah, and it's that it's nothing to do with like his work as a heel. It's just that at in, in this current product. In order to get the good, the really, really good heel heat, like if you, if you're, if you're talented, they're gonna cheer you. So if you want to get that really good heel heat, you have to do stuff like Cage did. You have to do stuff like Punk did with the bear thing. You have to push the line. You have to go so far over the line to get that heat that it's kind of like it's kind of out of reach most of the time. Because how often do you get the stories and stuff to do that type of thing? You know. Yeah, but at the same time, like it's it's really it's like no, there's not a thing that matters what happens at this point. There's just some wrestlers that just cannot be heels yeah. with the fans. Like I think the best example will probably be AJ Styles. Yeah, I think I think just everything he's done in his career, just the fans love him too much to boo him. Yeah, there's too Which, much respect. Yeah, wait. He was supposed to be the heel coming into his match with John Cena. <laughs> yeah, people were cheering him. <laughs> what even like? What even is that? Like, I get it. You guys love the guy. You guys love everything he's done. But hey, come on, he's a heel. Yeah. He did heel things. Give him he, a heel he, he reaction. Us all he stupid. Wants. Come on, do him. Uh, and, and that's why I think a lot of heels are are dying. Are are like I think heels are a dying breed. Yeah, they are because it's so it's hard to be one now. Yeah, like, like, I think the perfect example of, like, a dying heel would probably be, like, Bray Wyatt. Like, yeah. I remember when Bray Wyatt first came out, it worked. People did boo the guy. Yeah. Then, I think what killed him as a heel was probably his feud with Cena because people wanted him to hurt Cena. Yeah, people wanted to see Cena lose. Exactly, and... Because of that, he couldn't get a heel reaction. People would still like Bray too much. Yeah, and then the whole thing with like with the fireflies, you know, with the crowd like holding up their, their yeah. lights and everything, and the scene granted, with the songs. And gra- stuff, it just, granted, that's cool. Yeah, but like it just gave stuff. It just gave the fans stuff to like about him. And it's like it's really hard these days to be a heel without being either. Really, someone that the fans just find to not have any talent. Like they don't, they don't have to be right about it. But you know, if the fans think you don't have talent, they're gonna boo you, regardless if you're a heel or face. So, you know, that's one way to be a heel is to not have any talent or just like mask your talent. I guess be bad on. I'm not saying be bad on purpose. I'm not saying put on bad matches. But you know, don't do stuff that's gonna pop the crowd. Exactly. Um, it's kind of hard because some of the heel stuff you. You do get to pop out yeah. of the crowd, like hurting John Cena. Yeah. Some reason that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest face move one can do. It's like it seems like <laughs> it seems like the only guy on the roster who manages to be not only talented but also a great heel is the Miz. Oh my God, I love the Miz. <laughs> can we throw, we, we can throw him on the underrated section, right? Yes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> 
I think Miz is one of those workers that you can ring up whenever and he'll put on some yeah. great heel work for you. And I think that's exactly what they've been doing. With like, him. me personally, I don't get, I don't I don't really get excited when I see the Miz. I'm not like, ooh, Miz time. But I know that when Miz shows up, Miz is going to put in. It makes you know, mad. Like, like, I was furious. When, yeah, like, the dude literally makes me angry. Like, when Zack Ryder dropped the bell to him, I was so mad. I was like, why? He just won it. Like, let, let him enjoy this moment. But it was a great heel move. I liked it. I think it was a good idea to bring back Maurice. And it was, just, it was great. I, I was upset at first, but I got over it. Yeah. And it was the same thing with the whole him and Miss Dell, which poor Sandell. <laughs> I have never felt so much sympathy for a wrestler in my life than I have for Sandow. I just I don't understand why they went from San, the whole Sandow Miz breaking off, Sandow being having you know being over pretty well with the crowd, into the whole uh, Macho Mandow. I know, right? I don't understand like, where that came from. Like, everything they did with the whole Miz and Mizdow feud, like, it worked out. Then, like, they broke up. They, it got the reaction from the fans. Got the reaction. Then Miz, Mizdow came out and cut a great promo. Yeah. And boom. Macho Mandow. Macho Mandow. It's like, WWE just said, fuck you guys. We're going to do what we want. <laughs> And I, I wish know, that in that feud, instead of Hogan, like, screw the superpowers. I don't want to see Hogan and Macho Man again. If I want to see that, I can go back and watch some, like, really crappy video from the 80s or whenever it was. But how great would it have been for, like, a Macho Man versus Curtis a- versus Mr. Perfect? Like, if Curtis Axel had, like, taken on his father's gimmick. That, I would pay this name. Speaking that, of I, I Axel, was he in the last Royal Rumble? That's a good question. I'm honestly not sure. I think he might have been, and I think he finally got eliminated. You know who's still not eliminated? Um, I was going to say Scotty Tuhati, but not Scotty Tuhati. Um, the, Spike Dudley. Spike Dudley. Spike I don't Dudley. know if anyone remembers that. In 2004, he, he never even made it to the ring. <laughs> yeah, just like he has the same. He has the same argument that um, that Axel had. Except he has a, a longer time period. A much longer. This dude's over like twelve years now. I think they just need to bring him back for Royal Rumble and have him eliminated, just so we can yeah close the book on that. But he should come out with a microphone bragging about how he's been in the Rumble for twelve years. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be great. I would. I would. I would pay nine ninety nine for that. Definitely. Um, <laughs> the um, going back to Money in the Bank, touching on Money in the Bank. Um, I saw a lot of people didn't. I've seen well, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I've seen that people didn't like the Cena Styles match. I liked it. I liked I it a lot. I liked the way it was booked. It was AJ going in and being like, "Yo, I'm the better wrestler, and I'm gonna prove it." And he out wrestled Cena for majority of the match. And I think it made AJ look really, really good. For starters, you're talking about a Cena match. Yeah. 
no match. Absolutely no match that Cena is in since recent times. I want to say the last two years. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure maybe somewhere in the past he had a bad match. Eventually some of us do. But he just hasn't. And... Of you're gonna put yeah, he's had bad matches. He's wrestled Ryback. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, poor Ryback. But um, the thing is, Ryback's pretty cool in person, but he just got the short end of every ending. So. <laughs> I, I I think Ryback's career died when uh, CM Punk made his podcast. Yeah, I I think I think just, Ryback's career died when the Shield debuted. <laughs> Oh, man. The Shield may not have realized it at the time, and fans might not even realize it now, but the Shield buried Ryback. This is a guy who I didn't even realize it until like this now. (laughs) This guy was built on handicap matches. This dude's whole, like, first, like, few months with the company was just him winning handicap matches. And then the Shield show up, and you're like, bro, get down. And it was to the point that even in a three-on-three situation, Ryback couldn't win. Even when right. he had, even when he had, he had the freaking like tag champions. He had Team Helno by his side. He couldn't beat the Shield. Wait, l- 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 let's talk about Team Helno for a quick minute. I love, I love, I love, I love how everybody praises Daniel Bryan as God of the industry. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's a great wrestler. Maybe not the best mic worker, but he's a, definitely a great wrestler, a great technical wrestler. I, I love his in-ring work. Now, I just, I, I hate how people say that, people act like if that title he won at WrestleMania 30 was like his only title he ever won. Like, they just completely forget about his heel run. He cashed in <laughs> on Big Show. <laughs> like, did everyone forget about that Daniel Bryan? He's world champion. Like, I feel like everybody's timeline of Daniel Bryan is NXT, Feud with Miz, oh, don't forget WrestleMania Nexus. 30. Like, I feel like that whole middle part is just gone. Like, nobody, nobody cares about the AJ Lee, Daniel Bryan love angle there. Like, I, 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 I honestly, I forgot about that until you mentioned it right now. I, like, let us not forget the legendary, legendary match he had with Sheamus at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, oh man, that was a that was a slobber knocker. That for was ti- for a the, the slobber knocker. That, the fact that it was a title match, not just a title match, not just a title match, the World Heavyweight Championship, the big gold, the big gold belt. At- at WrestleMania, in front of a WrestleMania crowd, and it ends like that. Oh man! If WWE ever hit an all-time low, that was it. That was it. Was it, it wasn't even it, it, that? And Santino winning the women's match at WrestleMania. Okay, that one in my book is justified. All right, looking at the talent on the roster at that in that year. There was no better diva than Santina. Really? Granted, I don't remember who was on the roster. I'm pretty I just sure think Beth Santino Phoenix was on the in a dress. At that time. 
I just think Santino in a dress is the best thing WWE could have done for the women's roster at that time. Wow. Well, yeah, Beth I'll, Phoenix I'll was there, but Beth Phoenix were, wasn't very entertaining. The the women's uh, roster has improved exponentially since then. Drastically, yeah. It's it's not atrocious anymore. It is a legendary roster that many of us will never forget. All they need now is Santana Garrett at yeah, we, we need Santana Garrett to stop jobbing on NXT. All <laughs> oh, right, what was with that? <laughs> we, we don't need Santana Garrett showing up and just losing to Oscar at win. Yeah, let, let's remember that when Santana Garrett, probably the greatest women talent in wrestling today. Oh yes, without a doubt, the greatest women wrestler, woman, woman's woman wrestler on the planet, Santana Garrett, job to Oscar. <laughs> Who's <laughs> this is something oh that we will look God. back on and maybe like a year or two from now when Santana Garrett is either NXT or WWE Women's Champion because she will be one one day. If she signs with the company, I guarantee you she will be one of the two or both at some point. We are going to look back and remember that her first appearance in WWE was to get her head kicked off by Asuka as Asuka no-sold every single thing that she did. Let's not forget about Baron Corbin either. If we remember correctly, Baron Corbin did use himself a lot before he became the big talent he is today. Yeah. As was Elias Sampson, even though he's not really Ooh. anything, right? Exactly. The Drifter. The Ooh. guy who's in... Exactly. <laughs> oh, Who is that? Man. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> If people still don't understand the type of point we're trying to make with the whole Santana character, let's just just picture this. Picture a Shinsuke Nakamura just showing up in a random match at NXT, and he's in a job to... Mm, you know what? He jobs to Baron Corbin in okay. a squash match. Okay, so, so like we're talking about like the era of Corbin when they were like counting down his matches. No, no, not even that. Just any, just any Corbin match. Any random Corbin that, match against Nakamura. Just a just a random Corbin match against Nakamura where it was a squash match. Now, the reason I use Corbin instead of someone like I don't know, No Way Jose or something. Okay. I'm not gonna take away from Azuka. Like, yeah, maybe I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Azuka, but I she that woman does have talent. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, she does have talent. She is a great wrestler. I don't I just, like the way have, she's booked, but yeah. Yeah, this is my issue with her. I am not a huge fan of her booking. I, I, I'm i so upset that she took the title from Bailey. Maybe that's why I'm just so upset her. I think Bailey should have won that match and held it out for one more special before she dropped it to her. I think she... Oh, oh God. Never, well, she'll probably just continue before I... Get emotional about this. No, no, no. Go ahead. Say what you need. Say what you need. No, 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 no. I said what I needed to say. I'm an emotional as to tears. Look, say what you need to say. Stop. Say Anyways. What you need to say. Yeah, once Santana Garrett joins the roster, it is a done deal. We have probably the greatest roster that the WWE will ever have. Yeah. With women talent. Yeah. Like, For I cannot. Santana Who Garrett knows? is definitely. Who knows? Maybe when uh, maybe if, if Daniel Bryan and Bree and 
John Cena and Nikki have like two daughters. Yeah. Maybe that will be the future. Maybe one of Triple H's daughters too. Yeah. Then, then again, I don't know. Would you want your kid to follow in the business that you live in right now, knowing the same shit that you go through? Like, hmm. It kind of makes me wonder. Like, I feel like Daniel's Daniel Bryan's child is not gonna get into wrestling. Oh, not not like to uh, WWE anyway. I feel like knowing, Daniel Bryan. Would be the overprotective father who was like, "I almost died from concussions. You're not doing this." I don't oh, know. No, it wasn't gives concussions. Off that type of vibe it, to me. it wasn't concussions. Remember, remember the internet, people. Well, it, yeah, Daniel Bryan was. Don't don't go to get me because they're gonna hold you hostage. They're gonna hold they're gonna you hostage, hold you son, daughter, person, child. Four, four doc, four doctors, four doctors. Yeah, four doctors. Four doctors. It was okay. You know, fuck the fifth doctor that says no. <laughs> Four doctors said okay. Majority rule, you know? They were, they were like, alright, <laughs> we understand you're suspicious, but we're gonna give him the okay. And now, like, I hope everyone who said that he was being held down feels like idiots. I really hope they do. It's like, it's upsetting because, like, you could see the pain this guy was going through every match. Like, this. Just to satisfy the fans, like I don't know, it, it hurts. It hurts me. Like it made me so furious at his fan base when they were just super upset with him wanting to like retire. Yeah, like the guy doesn't want to die in the ring. You know? Yeah, he he has a future to think of. He has a wife to think of. He has a, fam- yeah. a future family to he think want, of. Yeah, like he wants to have kids. He wants other things, and it's not like. And he's hosting, he's helping host the Cruiserweight Classic. So he's yeah, not, so it's not like he's, he's not, walking out he's on not business. Gone. Yeah, he's not gone completely. And I, I'm not, I'd be surprised if he goes to NXT to help the younger talent in yeah. the performance center. Yeah, it's, it's it's just one of those things, you know? Yeah, because, like, we can tell that Brian obviously loves what he does, well, or what he used to do. Brian obviously loves professional wrestling. He's not stepping away from it. Um, like, honestly, like... If that had been, like, if that had been Brie getting hurt and having to retire, I don't think Daniel Bryan would have followed her out. Daniel Bryan would have stayed and kept doing what he does. Yeah. Well, maybe then, maybe he probably might have gone, like, maybe. But then again, it might have been, I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a tricky thing. But yeah. In terms of, those, um, it's one of those going back to the, uh, the women's roster, I was going to say, I feel like Santana Garrett is the only missing piece to make this just, like, the best um, women's roster possible ever. Oh, no, period. I'm sure there's a well, lot a lot of talent out there that needs to be on well, here. Well, a few things, a few people that I was going to point out was, one, get Gail Kim back. Like, I would love, honestly, for Gail Kim to get inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame, because we know that's happening. If Gail Kim was to get inducted into the TNA Hall of Fame, and then, like, just, like, a few months later, or whenever her contract ends, just be like, okay, bye. And then show back up in WWE. I don't think she should come back to WWE. She didn't have like the greatest career here. Yeah, she didn't. But I think we're in a we're in an era where the WWE appreciates its women talent a lot more, appreciates the female talent a lot more than it did in Gail Kim's first two go arounds with the company. Yeah. And um. I'm not saying a lot of 
Diva's Revolution just started recently. <laughs> yeah. And I think that um, another great person they could pick back up that she was in WWE. I don't remember what her name was in WWE, but in TNA, she's Terrence Terrell. Like, she's not the best person in the ring. She's not the best ring worker at all. But the whole angle that they did with the dollhouse, she's such a great heel diva. And, like, or, well, diva women's, women's, whatever you want to call them. I still call them divas by force of habit. But, um, in the knockouts division of TNA, she did great heel work. And, uh, one of her best feuds was against Gail Kim. And it's like, it's just one of those things that TNA, I felt, always got right. Was making, like, women teams work. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like WWE's ever hit the nail on the head with, like, with female stables. Because I know well, they've given it a they don't shots. have really, like, divas that could complement each other too well, yeah. you know? Like, the only, the only one they have is just, you know, the Bellas, because they're twin sisters. Yeah. But, and, like, I, mean, I don't... I don't actively follow TNA that well, but um, I check in on it every now and then. So I don't know. I don't know what happened with the Dollhouse. I know the last I watched like Slammiversary, Terrence Terrell wasn't there, but um, so but the Dollhouse obviously isn't together anymore. And just like without even knowing what happened between them, I already like what I what I'm seeing. That I I know Terrence Terrell's not around for whatever reason. Oh, by the or, way, uh, the name you were looking for was Tiffany. Tiffany, there we go. Um. I, I know Terran. Well, it, I know Terran Terrell's not around right now, and if she is, she's not doing anything, you know, in the title picture. But um, Terran Terrell wasn't was nowhere to be found. Was nowhere to be seen at Um Her, I want to say. Wait, time out. You saw Slammiversary this year, right? Yeah, I saw Slammiversary. How was the Hardys match? I did not watch that. Damn it. <laughs> um, I. Okay. I saw one, if, it, if it makes you feel, if it gives you any idea, I only saw one person ever period on the internet since the event happened and said it was a good match. Okay. But, um, I can't think of her name right now, but there was like a little, there's an Asian that was in the dollhouse that, um, she was, she was the knockout champ going into Slammiversary. I'm going to try to find her name right now because Does I... Does she have colored hair? Yeah. Mia Yim. But I, I, that's not her name in TNA. Oh, oh no, her name TNA. Oh, damn it, I had it, I had it in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like googling it right now because I feel so bad not knowing her oh, name. Oh, um, it's because Jade, Jade, oh, Jade, Jade. There you go. Jade. She was the um. It was something was, familiar. <laughs> she was the knockouts champ going into a Slammiversary, and she dropped the title in a she, triple threat. Hey. She was on NXT also. She dropped to Charlotte, if I remember correctly. <laughs> she um, she dropped the uh, knockout title. Good job, good job, WWE. Good job. Way, way <laughs> to make, <laughs> way to make wonderful potential female talent job to. I don't know. I'm not the biggest Charlotte fan. I'm not either. Don't me. worry about. If it. anyone knows me personally, they know that I am. I have never been the biggest Charlotte yeah, fan. I, I'm I'm ready for Charlotte to retire when she drops the title. I'm, I don't think she should retire, but I think I, she, I don't care what you think. I, I I don't think she's going to, but I wish she would. Now I, I I've been saying like I've been having like you know negative feedback. 
about a few wrestlers since we've had this discussion, and I've always made it clear that I'm not, you know, slamming them or have anything against them, but I can't stand Charlotte. I don't know. I'm not even sure what it is exactly at this point, but the is moment, it, is it the is it the, is it the flare? I think it is. I feel I it's the flare. <laughs> I, I feel like she. I, I don't know. I think what they need to do with Charlotte is try to make her find her own gimmick that does yeah, not revolve around of, her get, dad's Stop theme. wearing the robes. Get rid of that theme song. Stop doing the figure eight. Stop it. Yeah, do your own thing, girl. You had a good thing going with your natural selection, or uh, they used to call it uh, Bow Down to the Queen Bow or down something. To the queen. That, yeah, that, that, that was a good name for it. Keep it. Keep doing that. Let that be your finisher. Don't do the figure eight anymore. Don't wear the robes. Do your own gimmick. Be the sassy girl of the... I don't care what you yeah. are. You can be... You can do what Paige wanted to do before she joined Total Divas. Or, no, before AJ came back. <laughs> before AJ came back, her, yeah. Before, before AJ came back and killed Paige's career, you could be the anti-Diva, you know? Yeah. Especially since she is a huge workout nut. Like, she doesn't, like, exude the Diva physique. She has a great athletic figure, though, which you should stick to. But you know, you can't. I, I don't. I don't see her career going anywhere further than this, mainly because WWE is forcing her to revolve around her dad's name, yeah. which is really kind of a slap in the face to, to Charlotte, to Charlotte and to fans, because like this whole thing is a revolution, right? A women's revolution to step out of the man's shadow and yeah. whatnot, but here we have Charlotte Flair inside a man's shadow, and her, like, granted, the man's her father, but still, it's yeah, I don't know, it's, it's dumb. And um, but yeah, going back to the thing with in TNA, Jade dropped the title to uh, Sienna. The uh, I don't know if you know who she is, but um, whenever she was coming into TNA. There was that one picture going around where someone uh, photoshopped it to say Sienna Rollins instead of just Sienna. <laughs> if you remember that, that's who she dropped the uh, title to. It's her anniversary, and then uh, Marty, who was the other member of the Dollhouse, came out and she actually cost Jade the match. So I, 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 I like where that's going. I'm not exactly sure where it's going, but I like how it's going there so far. Um, and Jade, her fin- her finisher's a package pile driver. Like, isn't that illegal now? <laughs> um, I mean the way she does it, they literally when she goes down, like her legs are together and they just land on her legs. Like they're just like cradled in her legs. It's kind of how like Eric Young was doing the pile driver. In, during his last run in TNA, he was just dropping them Wait, on his legs. Oh, hold on, time out. Before we continue, we have to talk about this real quick. Eric Young? Yes. He never signed a contract with WWE. Okay. Why? Why would they make him come out... Samoa Joe. <laughs> ...to Samoa Joe, call him out for a title match, and then never see him again? Like, oh, it's so frustrating. Like... <laughs> I think it was just one of those things for them to be like, hey, look who wants to be here. Like, we we attract all the big names. But granted, I'm not the biggest Eric Young fan. Yeah, but I know. Still, like, come on, man. Don't, I think don't... it was, I think that was really dumb. I do. 
it was like the whole James Storm thing. Like he came back for a match. Everybody was happy. And he then he's about gone two or three matches. Yeah, yeah, then he's gone the next day because he, he signed <laughs> back to CNA. <laughs> Isn't he in Global Force now or something? I, I love oh, him. Uh, TNA and Global Force are like connected with each other along with like Ring of Honor and yeah. Um, just, Speaking of NXT though, I don't think we should ignore Bobby Roode. I was actually about to mention Bobby Roode. How excited are you to see Bobby Roode in NXT? Oh. I am ex- I don't think words can describe how excited I am. Like, I knew something was coming when they passed that NXT special and they showed him in the crowd. Like, I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, for sure. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here he comes. Here he comes. Like, it, this is real. But I'm never going to get one of my dream matches. I, I, and that makes me sad. What, Triple H versus Bobby Roode? Yeah. I'm never going to get that match. Ever. Don't, I wouldn't say never. I'm never getting that match. It might happen. If, if, it's if never going to happen. If built a certain way, it can happen. I don't Maybe think... If Bobby Roode can stick to his ego and you know, say he's better than everyone on this damn roster in NXT, he says, you know, in order to prove the best, I got to take out the guy who started it all. Now people would think, like, oh, Rollins, Rollins. Like, no, 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 no. He wants Triple H. So you think it'd be Bobby Roode and Triple H down in NXT? Yeah. It I can mean, happen. With anyone else, I'd be like, eh, but I can see Triple H stepping down there to do it. I, I can see Triple H doing it. That t- because NXT's like, his baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's his baby. Bobby Roode wants to destroy it. Book it. And honestly, and they, I would want Rude to win because I felt like Rude has always... I've always thought Rude was better, but... Uh, Rude's going Rude, to get the sting treatment. He's going to yeah. drop to, to Triple yeah. H. Yeah, um, yeah Rude's, Rude's actually going to lose every match that he competes in in the WWE and then get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh, poor Sting. That's exactly how it's going to happen. He's going lo- to lose, like, big matches... Root's only ever going to compete in big matches. He's going to lose all of them, right? And then he's yeah. going to get a title shot. And then he's going to lose that. And he's going to retire and enter the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't be mad to tell you the truth. Just I seeing, wouldn't either. Just seeing Bobby Root in a WWE ring would be satisfying enough for me. Like, the only thing that could please me more is to, for just to turn on NXT one day and, and just hear, Beer! Money! I think I, I, when I think about James Storm now, I think I'd rather just see Bobby Roode by himself at this point. Here, here are things that are going to happen that, that are least likely to happen. Uh, no, actually, uh, I'm going to rephrase that for a second. These are the things that are most least likely to happen than a Triple H versus Bobby Roode match. Okay. A Cena heel turn. You're never going to see that. Okay. But you might see that Bobby Roode versus Triple H. Beer money reuniting in WWE. You're never going to see that. Um, Cena having a bad match. Uh, okay. Um, well, 
Okay. I think we uh, can I definitely. Guess, I guess it just. That. I guess it just depends on who he's fighting. Yeah, I was like, I de- I'm pretty sure we can definitely get a bad match out of Cena. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if he's wrestling someone like that's at no, the end of their career. Yeah, no, no <laughs> I'm pretty sure no way Jose could put something there. Hmm. Let's see who could, who could give us a bad match at Cena. Let me think about that one. The Great Kali. The Great Kali. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's one. <laughs> That is definitely oh, one. Um, <laughs> I think that's about it. Actually. Oh, Michael Elgin. Oh, man. You are not a big fan of that guy. Oh, fuck Elgin. <laughs> I hope he hears this. Like, huh, I can't. Oh, my goodness. If anyone is listening to this and has, like, personal ways to, like, talk to Mike Elgin, make sure he knows that I cannot stand him, and I have a Facebook group of, like, however many hundred people that can't stand him either, and we will all fight him at once. I will not fight him one-on-one, but my entire group of Facebook keyboard warriors will fight him. And if he can beat all of them, then I'll fight him by myself. I I just want to get that point across. Um... Strong words. Very strong words. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Rude. Rude against Triple H. I would pay I would pay nine ninety nine as many times as I, as I had to to see that. Honestly. It's, it's going to be a tricky route to get to that match if it happens, but I'm pretty sure it can happen. It should happen. I don't know if it will happen. Um, I think first he'd probably have to fight like William Regal or something. Yeah. Which probably won't be the worst match in the world, but I think Regal's still got some I think he's still got some go go juice in his tank. He can't put a five star match anymore, but who knows? Yeah, for sure. I think, in my opinion, William Regal is the most talented wrestler to never be a world champion. Really? I yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say that. Those talented wrestlers to never be a world champion. I think he more than deserved a, a world title run. Hmm. Well I mean if uh I'm trying to think of like some people that didn't deserve a title run. You know what matches I did not enjoy while you think on that? What? Roxena. Roxena, really? I did not enjoy those matches at all. And really? I don't... I mean, that might just be me not liking The Rock, because I've never been a fan of The Rock. Ever. I think that might be it, because I was a big fan of their first match. Maybe the second match, not too much, because you kind of knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even watch really- the second one. Uh, okay, because the first well, one really live, caught me I, I seen it, but not, I didn't watch it live. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised at the first one, because I thought they were going to hit us with the whole Cena wins, LOL. But... <laughs> <laughs> that was off of the interference from The Miz, right? The first one? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't no, 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 no. 
Ms. Xena off of Interference from The Rock. Yeah. There we go. Are you thinking, yeah, you're thinking of that legendary Ooh. WrestleMania match. Yeah, that yeah when Miz. Miz main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Whew, never forget that one, boy. So, oh, that, so that was the first WrestleMania with Miz, with, with that involved Cena Rock. Then they had the one where Rock won. They had the one where, so they spent three Manias on the Cena Rock feud. Right, right. Keep, hold on. Keep, keep this in mind. Three manias, right? The first one was just to build it up for yeah. the second which should happen, and the third yeah. one was just a rematch. I keep this in mind. They said that the, the the second mania where their first match happened was a once in a once lifetime. Once in a lifetime, match. never, before, never gonna never happen again. again. And, and they sure. they lied to us. They lied to our faces, and I'm pretty sure they knew it. I'm pretty sure they knew they were lying to us. I don't think I don't think this was a thing where they, we're like. They were like, huh, you know what we can do? We can do Roxena again. I'm pretty sure that at the time that they booked it the first time, they were like, yo, we're doing this again next year. We have to. It was a great seller. It was... I was... Ah. Oh, man. Thinking back to that just makes me so angry. (laughs) Oh, man. I cannot stand Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) What the... Where, where did that come from? I, I'm angry. I someone has to someone has to take it, and it was either Ziggler or Elgin, and I already I just finished talking about Elgin. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not physically threatening to fight Ziggler. All right, but here here is one point I do want to make that I want everyone to hear. Okay, tell me why is it okay? For Zayn and Owens to have like a million matches against each other throughout their career, but if Cena and Orton do it, it's whoa, man, too too much. Chill out. I think it is. I think it is because um, Ziggler, Ziggler. Oh my God! I think it is because Zayn and Owens, all of those, um, all of those run-ins with each other happened outside of WWE. Most of them. And since coming, like, starting at NXT, they had, what, one match one match against each other? Two? His debut revolved around him feuding with yeah. Zane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the first night, yeah. he became Zane's friend again. Yeah. And then, like, that night, he just turned his back on him. And then, apart yeah. from his Cena feud, his big feuds with, with Zane, when the, yeah. the Rumble, when they started, then they had that ladder match where Zane killed Owens at yeah. the main he, he tried to kill him in Money in the Bank, too. He did a Michinoku driver onto a sideways lane ladder. I'm starting to think this is more than a feud now. And when every time, <laughs> both at Mania and at Money in the Bank, Zayn put this look on his face like, oh my god, I think he's hurt. I think at this point, Zayn is like, yo, what can I do to try to kill this dude? And then he puts that look on his face like, oh man. So that if we go back and look at it, people can be like, oh, he didn't mean to do it. Look at his face. <laughs> so, um, I think... <laughs> I think we should uh, go ahead and start wrapping this up now. Um, sure. Are there any um, last thoughts that you want to get in? Um, yeah. While I did mention that a lot of the talent was, uh, some of the talent was overrated, keep in mind this does not mean that I dislike talent. Yeah. I'm not I'm not like Noah here who just uh, ugh, despises them. 
I don't despise anyone except Ziggler. And Elgin. And Charlotte. <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, I do have a lot of respect for every talent, and yeah. It's I respect, much yeah, it. like, no, ma- no matter how much I can't stand them, I do respect what they do in the ring. And I appreciate it very much that as annoying as they may be, they still put their um, they still put their bodies on the line for us. I just, um, I just you know there are just some wrestlers that when they when they're on my TV screen it's like, ugh. But at the end of the day, I definitely do still respect and appreciate everything that they do in that ring. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Elgin. No. <laughs> uh, if anyone's wondering who my favorite wrestler is today. Um, that's a tough one, which you will have to wait until next time. Oh, for me, right now, it's AJ Styles. I don't have to think of it. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> I have to think about it because there's so much, so many great talent, so, so much great talent out there, you know? Yeah, there is, for sure. And if this is, a, it was a discussion I was already having before we hopped on to record this, so it was already, like, I had this discussion last night, I had it that yesterday, I had it the night before that, I have that discussion a lot. I guess if I had to choose a as my favorite talent right now in WWE that's active in either NXT or uh, the main roster, I'd probably have to go with Kevin Owens. Honestly, Kevin Owens. Okay, real quick, one last thing. What's your What's your match of the year so far? For me, it's Nakamura Zane. Oh, dude, no question. Match of, yeah, definitely, definitely match of the year. Probably match of the decade. Whew, that's a, whew. <laughs> then again, maybe not. But still, it's, it was definitely match of the year, without a doubt. Alright, we will ask, I, that is a question I'm going to ask you again in December. Yeah, that, that is match of the year, unless, and uh, unless Cena Nakamura happens, that will be match of the year. Once Nakamura Cena happens, that will be match of the year, of the decade, of the century. All right. You can take that to the bank. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up here, guys. Um, Anyone who's listening, feel free to drop any type of comments or anything. I'll put some contact info in the description of this video. Um, oh, man. Give us some questions you might want us yeah. to answer next anything time. Anything that some you, want us, you want to hear us talk about, we're open to anything. We want, we want to pull in yeah. listeners. So, you know, if there's anything specific you want to hear our opinions on or hear us talk about, let us know. If anyone wants to be, you know, called in onto the show, let us know. We're open to it. Um, and uh, You want us to talk about a specific promotion? Yeah. A little more? Because I, I know we did focus on NX, I mean, on, NXT, on WWE a lot. And maybe a little bit on TNA, but, you know. Yeah. We, we, we are... are we, we are, are wrestling fans. Talk about. Yes, we are. We are fan. We're not just fans of certain promotions. We are fans of pro wrestling in general. Let us know what you want to hear, and we'll catch you guys next time on the Collar Neville Podcast with Chunk and Noah.